Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Here on the NutraCast, we talk a lot about active ingredients and supplements, but often neglect a very important element, carrier oils. They are often required in formulations to protect, stabilize, and ensure consistent delivery and absorption. In many cases, these oils don't do much beyond that. Their job is to simply carry. However, one brand is utilizing oils that do more than just carry. Here to tell us more about functional carrier oils is the CEO and founder of Nature's Crops, Andrew Hebard. Welcome to the NutriCast, Andrew. Good afternoon, Daniel. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to chat with you today. So has Nature's Crops always offered functional oils, or is this something that's kind of new to your operation? So it, it's new to our operation in that uh, ahi flour, in, if we're talking about ahi flour as a, as a functional carrier oil, it has now been in commerce for three years. And prior to that, we weren't really offering a nutritional carrier oil or functional carrier oil. We were supplying meadow foam seed oil, which is a topical oil, uh, which is a very functional carrier oil, but used as topical applications versus ahi flour, which is very much a nutritional oil. Yeah. And for those who don't know, what exactly is ahi flour oil? So ahi flour is a plant-derived multi-omega oilseed crop that we grow in the UK and it really is the sort of richest, complete balanced omega source from the plant kingdom. It has the right balance of omega-3, 6, and 9. And it also has the most biologically advanced omega-3, 6, and 9. So you've heard of GLA, a gamma-linolenic acid that comes from even primrose or borage. Well, ahi flour contains that. And also stearidonic acid, which is a very biologically advanced omega-3 and very quickly converted to EPA as found in uh, marine oils and algal oils. In terms of your customer base, is this a newer trend for them? Is this something that they're just sort of getting into? Yeah, so um, typically, as you mentioned, the carrier oil has been something that is generally a relatively neutral product and has delivered very little in terms of color, taste, odor, It really was more of a physical attribute to deliver stability and as a delivery system to ensure the active was delivered to the right place, sort of in the right levels, right quantities, biologically available and stable. But it didn't have any additional therapeutic benefits, or I should say they don't typically have additional therapeutic benefits. But if you look at something like ahi flour, that is a multi-omega, and many people take multiple supplements a day, uh, the idea of combining something like a multi-omega with another biological active seems to make a lot of common sense from the consumer's point of view because you're taking less supplements, you're getting better value for money, it's a simpler overall sort of dietary supplement regime. And I think we're seeing now with many of our brand partners, they can combine a functional carrier oil with functionally sort of biologically active ingredients and enhance the overall consumer value proposition. I can give you some examples of that would be things like probiotics. Probiotics are often delivered in a functional carrier oil. Uh, CBD and uh, cannabis extracts are now appearing in functional carrier oils such as ahi flour. Lycopene, astaxanthin, fat-soluble vitamins, 
Many products like that are now coming to market where they're combining a functional carrier oil uh, with the sort of underlying bi- biological activity. Okay, so it sounds like these functional carrier oils can be used in a, a broad range of different applications. Yes, yes, that, that's right. And of course, I've, I've focused on nutritional applications, but of course, topical as well, um, where you're using an oil that's applied to the skin to deliver other properties or other biological actives. So uh, examples there would be things like sweet almond and uh, grapeseed oil that are used to sort of apply biologically active ingredients to the skin. Um, That might be for emolliency or anti-wrinkling or to promote collagen synthesis, that sort of thing. Okay. What are some good examples of functional carrier oils that not only carry other actives, but also bring an added or synergistic sort of value in their own right? Okay. So maybe I I should start with ones that don't, um, because it's quite a good point of comparison there. So typically carrier oils might be things like high leg sunflower, olive oil, uh, or coconut oil that really are, they meet those criteria of being quite neutral in terms of color, taste, and odor, and provide a good delivery system to get the active to where you want to get it. Now, if we look at how the industry is changing to functionality, some of those oils that I would say are gaining traction rapidly would be hemp seed oil, algal oils, ahi flower oil, those are the sort of three main that come to mind. And as you can tell, they, they are all omega containing oils. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be one of the areas that people are focusing on is combining omegas with other actives. And I think the reason for that is that uh, every cell in your body, every cell in my body contains omegas. They're essential parts of our diet and yet we can't make them. So incorporating them into a supplement like this can only be a good thing from a consumer's point of view. What are some other reasons that that companies might want to use these omegas? Is it maybe because they're sustainable or vegan or what makes them so popular? So um, it's a great question and I would hate to speak on behalf of all of the brands, but I think they probably have a set list of criteria. Obviously some of those are commercial such as cost and readily available oils. Some of them will be about stability and compatibility with the actives that they're supplying. But increasingly, I think sustainability and supply chain integrity and mission-based values are featuring very heavily among people's buying decisions. So, you know, if you bring all that together, it's really how do I find the best value added option for the consumer? And I think that's really what it comes down to is, is all about value, value enhancement, value proposition, et cetera. And of course, you know, if you look at, a supplement, and this would be for a soft gel supplement. Now, typically 50% of the cost of manufacturing or the cost of goods is in the soft gel itself. So upgrading from a, let's say, a neutral carrier oil to a functional carrier oil actually is quite a small incremental added cost. And yet in many ways sort of doubles the value proposition for the consumer, especially if it means that they can stop taking say an omega supplement is a standalone product and combine it with a product that has the multiple other health benefits. And I think that's really what's at the heart of this is sort of enhanced value proposition. Okay. So it provides value to the company in terms of cost, but also translate into value to the end consumer. Exactly. I mean, the, the consumer gets multiple 
sort of benefits, if you like. And let's take the example of, uh, say, somebody that was taking the dietary supplement regime of omega supplements and then started taking CBD in an omega oil matrix. You could actually reduce your consumption of supplements, of course, the omega ones. So you're reducing your caloric intake. You're having a smaller supply chain footprint in terms of packaging and logistics, etc. And you're probably getting a better value for money by the two products being combined because you're not taking two soft gels, you're taking one. Mm -hmm. And speaking of supply chain, is sustainability something that brands consider when they look into carrier oils and products? I think sustainability throughout our industry is becoming one of the top three criteria that people are looking for. It's, it's almost now an essential component of the purchasing decision. So it's absolutely the case throughout the sort of supplement, food, functional food, and cosmetic ingredient markets. Um, and therefore, this also translates through to carrier oils as well. And, you know, sustainability <laughs> is, can mean many different things to many different people. And I think was just a description. Now it's something that people really dig into and they want to do audits on your supply chain. They want to ask you, what does sustainability mean for you? And how do you sort of ensure it? How do you audit it? How do you comply with it? So yes, it's it's a very serious component. And I think it's only going to grow in its importance. And since you mentioned it, I mean, what does sustainability mean to Nature's Crops International? I guess that's a good question. So for us, what we've done is we've always prided ourselves on on sustainable production because we're vertically integrated from soil to oil. So everything that we supply comes from crops that we grew ourselves in partnership with farmers. So that affords us the benefit of being able to work right the way through the supply chain and identify each link in that chain and understand what the sort of sustainability criteria means. And one thing that we've done last year and moving into this year was transfer all of our crop production to regenerative agricultural practices. And that really is something that we're very proud of. Um, And it goes one step beyond sustainability because it's actually ensuring giving back to the environment, giving back to agriculture environment in which we grow crops from. And then as we look back up the supply chain and we move crop from the farm to our processing plants, we're looking at the Uh, impact that processing has. So where possible, we're doing just cold pressing of our oil seeds. We're doing minimal refining. We're doing minimal logistics. We're doing minimal packaging. So all of these things play into our core values, which is really trying to go have as light a footprint on the environment as we can. Vertically integrated from soil to oil. I like that. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, and that brings many other challenges with it because many of the crops that we grow, ahi flower, meadow foam, Abyssinian oil, we might be the only one or one of two or three producers globally. So we have to be integrated back to the farm. We want to understand the genetics. We do our own crop breeding work. We do our own field trials. Uh, we really understand what it takes to grow some of these crops and, and how they can be grown with the lightest of touch. So going back to regenerative agriculture, we're looking at minimal inputs at the farm level, maximum biodiversity, uh, habitat creation for pollinators and other insects and things like that. And then, of course, that translates right the way through the supply chain. And yeah, it goes from soil right the way through to oil. We don't lose custody of the crop. 
during the process. And that touches on another very important criteria, which is traceability. And, you know, when you look at some competing oils that are used as carrier oils, it might be coconut oil or olive oil. And many of these are commoditized or sunflower oil is another example. They're commoditized. So that chain of custody is harder to maintain and control. And therefore it's probably harder to quantify exactly what you mean by sustainability. Yeah. Like you said, there are so many different definitions out there. Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. you for defining it for me. Uh, You recently announced a global supply partnership with Oxley for ahi flower oil in cannabis products. For those who don't know, who is Oxley and how did that partnership come about? Uh, So Oxley is a Canadian-based cannabis company and one of their brands called Doscan is based on Prince Edward Island in Canada where our oilseed manufacturing plant is. And um, we reached out to Oxley a few years ago for many reasons, but one of them is that uh, they, like us, are a vertically integrated, I suppose you could say soil to oil business in that they understand the uh, crop production, crop genetics, propagation and processing of cannabis in the same way that we do with ahi flower. Um, And I guess somewhat fortuitously or serendipitously, Omega-3s from plants and cannabis extracts work synergistically in humans in the endocannabinoid system. So we approached them and said, have you thought about combining uh, cannabis products with ahi flower to both give a better consumer value proposition, a strong point of product differentiation, and something that we could build some sort of IP and some science around? And over a period of time, we negotiated an agreement, did quite a bit of research around stability and making sure that the delivery system was appropriate. And um, we're hugely appreciative that Oxley licensed Ahi Flower globally and have the exclusive license to combine Ahi Flower with their hemp and cannabis extracts. The product has just commercialized and now you can buy Dosecan CBD extract with combined with ahi flower. And I think there are plans in the future to combine other cannabis and hemp extracts with, with ahi flower. It's a, it's a great partnership for ourselves and Oxley. And of course, I think it means a value added product for the consumer. That's very fascinating. And just to be clear, this is available outside of Canada. So um, I'm not sure about its availability, but it's, it's certainly available inside Canada. And you know, the regulatory environment of where you can sell uh, hemp and CBD and cannabis products to is still, uh, I'm not entirely clear on that. It's a very quickly evolving and movable target. But what I am, uh, I do believe to be the case is that uh, Oxley are in a position to license their technology to other parts of the world. So sort of to a sub-license agreement. So if there was a, a hemp extract or cannabis extract business that wanted to also combine their product with ahi flower they can do that through a sub-license with oxy okay and just some background information for those who may not know you grew up just outside of london your manufacturing facility is in canada but you're you're based actually in north carolina <laughs> right yeah, did i get all that I, right <laughs> you got it spot on danielle and this makes me wonder how on earth did this all come about but uh, yes <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Brit by birth, and uh, in my early 30s, I, uh, I moved to the U.S. My background is agricultural science. I studied crop production, uh, crop processing, 
and I moved to the US uh, literally 20 years ago and I moved to North Carolina. And from there, set up Nature's Crops. And uh, we, our first operations were here in North Carolina. And then we built a uh, oilseed manufacturing, oilseed processing facility in Prince Edward Island in Canada. And that's, that's a uh, facility where we move all of our crops to that regeneratively grown. And we cold press the seeds there and we refine the oil and package it and distribute it globally from there. And we do have an office in the UK where we do most of our crop production with the growers that we've kind of fostered very long and deep uh, relationships with there. So we have three sites, the UK, Canada, and here in North Carolina. So you've been all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, we've uh, over the years, we have grown crops in so many different parts of the world and some really, really interesting parts of the world, such as Chile, South Africa, New Zealand, uh, throughout many parts of Europe. And it's, it's been fascinating. I, I really enjoy meeting farmers from around the world, processors from around the world. I realize how many similarities we have between us in terms of our core concerns, but yet there's always something to learn from different people in different parts of the world. So it's, uh, I'm very fortunate actually to have uh, uh, had such a broad insight into our industry, particularly at the primary production level globally. Yeah, absolutely. Just thinking about all the unknowns that we're currently experiencing, do you have any concerns or how prepared do you feel? At any one time, we've actually made sure that we really understand risk management. So we're, we're prepared, not that anybody can really be prepared for something like uh, coronavirus, but we have to be prepared for natural disasters. We have to be prepared for weather events, drought events, interrupts in our supply chain that might be for reasons beyond our control. So we make sure that at any one time we have multiple crops in the ground, we have multiple seeds in store for processing, and we have a very good inventory of oil on hand to supply customers because we just can't afford to run out. If you're supplying soybean oil or corn oil, or if you're buying soybean oil, there's invariably another supplier. And there's usually a list of suppliers that you can go to. But with ahi flour or meadow foam, we're you know, usually the only, only supplier out there. So we take that responsibility of making sure our supply chain is really robust. We take that very seriously. You can't mitigate every risk out there, but I think we're as well prepared as we can be. And thankfully, throughout the very challenging past year, we had no interruptions of supply and that model is gonna continue through next year. So as best as I can tell at the moment, we're in, we're in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. Having a vertically <laughs> integrated supply chain has to be a huge sigh of relief, but yes, like you mentioned, there's weather and, and economic factors and so many things going into it. So you can never really know what, what the year has in store for you. Um, but speaking of the year, what is in store for nature's crops? Is there any research, new products, or, or any other news that you can share? Yes. So I'd love to say that we're about to release another three, <laughs> another three products. Um, but seeing as Ahi Flower took us about 20 years, it was actually just as I was about to leave the UK 20 years ago, we started uh, developing Ahi Flower. So it's a very long pipeline through product development. So we don't have any imminent releases of new products, but what we do have is some imminent releases of some really good science. And our business, our, our kind of our model is really to go deep into the supply chain and deep into the products that we supply. We, we really 
take this sort of proprietary leadership position we've got as very serious and we want we want to be experts in it so we've really dived into the agronomy we've dived into the crop production and crop breeding and now we're diving into the science and increasingly we're finding particularly the science behind ahi farah as being a complete and balanced multi-vegan omega and some of the modes of action that it has, some of the benefits that we expect to see to translate through to health outcomes or improved health outcomes are you know, beyond our, I wouldn't say our wildest dreams, but they really are starting to prove to be really quite impactful. And uh, we expect to see two research papers published that support that. And we're going to continue to invest in that. It's an area that we feel very strongly about and, um, you know, we're still, I think the whole industry is still barely scratching the surface of meeting consumer demand for Omega products. You know, there's still so much evidence to show that uh, many of us, are, our diets are either deficient or imbalanced in them. And therefore, the more that we can improve the quality of our nutrition, and even for, for us with Ahifla, if every time somebody switches from taking a neutral carrier oil to a functional oil, there's a health benefit that goes with that. So that's what we're really driving towards is to increase consumption, increase awareness um, for better health outcomes. And uh, yeah, we, we're really diving into this quite exciting news that we released during the middle of uh, 2021. All right. We will look forward to hearing all about that research. Andrew Hebard of the Vertically Integrated from Soil to Oil Nature's Crops International. Thank you for joining us here on the NutriCast. Danielle, it's been a pleasure and uh, all the best. Hope 2021 is a great year for you and all of your listeners. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.